Hey, I'm Ramel London. I'm a TV radio presenter and host, and I want to welcome you to the Mainstream Podcast. Today, I have the absolute pleasure to speak to three of the talented stars from one of my favourite comedy series, Famalam. So, Famalam first burst onto our screens in 2017, introducing us to the warring aunties, hilarious postcode gangs, and the who you look Yardies and more. And because of that, it's created some of the most viewed videos on the BBC social media channels, with clips reaching over 30 million views. And in my opinion, has helped open the door for Black British comedy and the incredible actors that are killing it across our TV screens, theatres and beyond. So, Firmalam is back on the BBC for its third season. And we're going to talk about the show's journey, but also dive into the careers of the stars. So. I'm very happy to be joined by Tom, Danielle, and Bemi. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to the mainstream. How's everyone? Good, man. Surviving and trying to figure out how to do uh, online things like this <laughs> without... Without showing my very clearly old age. Um, it's fine. You have made it. You have arrived. We welcome you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Amazing. I'm so glad to be able to speak to all of you. Like just part of the part of the cast. Like there's so many of you who are absolutely killing it. Um, but yeah, I really want to dive into some of your careers as well before we get into a bit more of Famalam. So as actors, um, if you could all just kind of tell me a little bit about your your journey, because I know you've got very different journeys as well. So um, we'll start with, we'll start with you, Bemi. We'll start with you. Can you tell us a little bit of how you got into acting? Oh my gosh. Um, I got into acting was, um, I always wanted to be an actor and, and tell stories to be fair. Um, and then, uh, you know, fa- African families are like, what the heck are you doing? And you have to kind of uh, convince them that this is, this is a viable option. So I went to drama school, I trained. Um, and the only reason I probably did that was because it was like this sort of, hey, I can get a degree doing this um, sort of thing. And then I came out of it and, and I've been acting ever since, really. Uh, it was quite a, I would say, a standard sort of route into the industry but I'd always been telling stories before then and we did things like the National Youth Theatre when I was younger and things so I'd always yeah writing for school plays and all that stuff so yeah I've always wanted to do this. So very traditional for traditional actress. Yes I, I <laughs> as you know I sort of my first few years in the industry I was <laughs> treading the boards of the theatre as it were um, but yeah I think um but because I wanted to do other things, I wanted to tell stories, I would say my less conventional way um, in, in terms of writing and, 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 and being an all-rounder in terms of storytelling was a bit less conventional. But in terms of acting, yeah, I went to drama school, I came out, I, I worked, I you know, worked my way up and, and, and yeah, we're here. I love that, love that. How about you, Danielle? Um, I grew up in St. Lucia, then I came here when I was like nine. I moved to Hackney. Everyone used to take the mick out of my accent, so I just stopped talking. Really? And then my mom sent me, yeah, she just sent me to, like, summer schools, like, performing arts summer schools, because she was like, well, you need, you need to talk. <laughs> and then um, I think when I fast forward to I was, like, 17, I was living in bare different hostels. I went to a couple open auditions, 
got these roles in the TV show and in a film called Attack the Block. Yeah. And then I just started, yeah, mm-hmm. I just started acting from there professionally, like doing theatre, um, loads of different television jobs. And that's like, it's been about 12 years now professionally. Oh. I've got to say, Attack, my, Attack the Block was one of my favourite, favourite shows, like films growing up. Like, it was just so good to see young Londoners like on the screen yeah. so thank you girl yeah, thank you thank, thank you. you I love it, I love it. <laughs> and how about you Tom what was your journey hello I'm Tom Ritchie <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's nice to hear these lovely stories um uh some I knew some I didn't okay um, and yourself and uh yeah I, I started doing my own uh, content online mm. and uh I uh, didn't find a way into this um, industry. It was quite hard because, you know, online wasn't kind of seen as or, or accepted as almost an art form. Mm. And uh, so I stopped that to go drama school. I, I spent a year at a, a part-time drama school. And after that year, um, the BBC contacted me to come and write on a show. And it ended up being family. And then um, and then they said, Maybe you have a little bit of talent, so <laughs> you should act in it as well. And from there I was able to, you know, get a very good agent and you know, the rest has been history since then. That is great. Like I said, you all have such different journeys and you've ended up on such an incredible show. And like I, this is this is what I'm talking about. Everyone is doing their mm. thing and just doing amazing things. So, okay, what was it like, um, especially for, for Tom and Bemi for now, um, what was it like when you both joined Famalam and you kind of got an idea of what it was? Because you've been there since the pilot. Mm. So what kind of made you think, hmm, this, this might be something that I could be a part of? <laughs> um, so, uh, so for me, well, I, look, I love this show from the the first sort of when we were kind of playing in the room before it was even officially a pilot, I was just like, this is really exciting. It was really exciting. It was the first time I'd sort of um, was just in a room with funny black people. And so I was really excited about it then. Did the pilot and um, that was great. But the moment I was like, this show... this show is iconic, was when I was sitting out, I was doing a play and I was sitting out it was summer and I was sitting out and I was just eating my lunch outside because it was warm. And some dude just taps my shoulder and I went, hi. And he went, you finished with that? And I went, sorry? <laughs> like, you want my food? I don't understand. He went, no, 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 no. You finished with that? And I went, oh, oh. oh my and that was God. the first time anyone had like <laughs> quoted back something that I'd said on screen on. And yeah. I was like, and I think I texted everyone. I was like, guys, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my yeah, God. that was the first moment when I was like, this show is like, is amazing. I mean, I knew it was, but it was, it was a personal moment yeah. that I was just really excited about. So, yeah. <laughs> That's sick. And Tom, you said, you know, you, you, you was able to write in the show as well, but also star in it. So, you know, what, what was that like, knowing that you were going to be a big part of it as well? Well, um, well, I didn't know that. But oh, start, really? The, way. They just, the beginning thing was like, hey, guys, we have an idea and we want to go in this direction. And 
you've all been picked from different spheres of <laughs> of the industry, you know, based on recommendations. So let's just bounce some ideas together. And then I realized what I've been doing for five years by myself, people do it professionally and they get paid <laughs> yeah. for it. So it, 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 for me, it was a real eye-opener because I felt like, I felt like there was no limit there for me. It didn't really feel mm-hmm. like work. That's it. It didn't feel like work. And then, you know, when things started piecing together and they said they want me to be in it, and then I, you know, I I became a stalker. I started stalking everybody else <laughs> that was on the show. Like, oh, it's true. Okay. I woke up one and morning I, and, and he was there like, just outside my window. I was like, who is she, man? What? <laughs> God, God. <laughs> Literally, oh I stalked everyone. Wow. And then... I remember when when I saw Samson and I realized, oh, he's from Peckham as well. Like what? Yeah. What? It's like this is real. Like this is this is happening, and it's it's all I've ever dreamed of to be able to do what I was doing online professionally. That's and, it. You know, your your our voices, you know, in the room, they they because we're the ones doing it to an extent. They care about our our experiences, where we've come from, what we can put on the table. And, um, yeah, man, it was a joy. It was a joy. That's amazing. I don't think everyone else knew I stalked them, but I've said it now. Yeah, it's out there. It's definitely out there. <laughs> it's research. Let's call it research. Of course. I was I was a rookie, so, you know. I... That's it. And, Danielle, okay, so, obviously, you're no stranger to the screen. Like you said, you've been on numerous comedies, dramas. Like, you know, I love seeing you on Enterprise, on Slice, Time Wasters, and more. But... You are the newest recruit to Famalam. This is season three. Like, what was it like joining the cast and joining this kind of like sketch show? Um, you know, in them American movies, when like there's a new girl in the school. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. It wasn't okay. like that. It wasn't like that. It was fine. It's just like everyone was black and like everybody spoke the yeah. same language and understood the same kind of humor. So it just felt very. That's fun. good. It was exciting. That's good. And you've yeah. all kind of, I feel like you've all crossed paths before anyway. Like, is the acting circle kind of getting, or like circuit getting smaller? Are like people getting more friendlier and getting to know each other a little bit more? Mm. Um, I feel like, I didn't okay. know the girls, but I knew Tom and Samson. But I think once you're black and you're actor, you're eventually going to yeah. pop up on everyone. Is that, mm. is that a UK thing, thing, you think? Yeah. It's like, yeah, everyone's trying to kind of... So is it supportive, would you say, right now? Supportive in terms of who? Other actors yeah. supporting other actors? or mm, I mean, you pick and choose, isn't it? Me, I've got, like, friends that I put in my pocket from different jobs that I'm on. Um, but not everybody's... <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. not everyone, you know? But you find a couple a couple of gems. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's a good feeling to know that you can step onto a set and it's not the day at school, first day at school. It is actually just, come on, let's work together, yeah. let's have fun. And yeah, like Bemi said as well, oh, like, like you've all kind of echoed, like it's been a good time on set. So Tom, I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to what you said. Like, you know, you were, you were a Vine star. Like you were oh, very that, well that, known. That title there, I don't know. Do you not like it? I don't even know what it means anymore because Pornhub bought bought Vine. <laughs> Fair enough. They are porn stars. So, a Vine porn please, star. Please, please, Let's not. He's only last Let's five not. Last okay. Well, you like you said, you had a really healthy career online. 
but you actually made that big decision to step away and like go to drama school as well. But I, I personally feel like, you know, online is definitely the way for a lot of people to get into the industry now. And you've kind of proven that. So um, when you mm. first started making your own content, did you actually plan for it to, to end up on TV and being an international theatre star in like Barbershop Chronicles? Like, did you have intentions of, yeah, this is where, this is Bro, the start to me titles that. that I didn't even know that I could use. So I think I had that in, in sight. It was like a goal that I, I couldn't see right now. It's faith, isn't it? Faith is evidence of things that are not seen or heard, blah, blah, blah. blah. So I, it was like our goal. And I, yeah. we felt like every video we did was one step closer towards that. Someone somewhere is going to see us. That's, that was my, my goal. Someone somewhere. I don't know how. Like, I'm putting all my faith and all my chips on this. And Okay. And obviously, there's no amount of... You don't know. It's like, you just, you just don't know who will see it. And eventually it happened after lots of prayer and, and actually doing the work. But there was no, like, formula there was no like blueprint like, the the only thing that is can be taken from this is like i was very relentless yeah like i i i'm talking i did like 10 videos a week wow that's a lot and and it's like if i if i said if i if i want to be known if my whole thing was to be seen like we needed to be seen and not to be seen like where you're oversaturating something we were saying we want every joke to be a hit. We're not trying to miss at all. So if we don't find something funny, we'll send it to 10 of our friends. If they don't find it funny, we don't release it. We yeah. want it to be like people are hooked on our stuff. That sounds like crack cocaine, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's content. Like, that's what it is. You want people wanting more and you want them to, you know, to enjoy it, share it. And yeah, that's how you that's how you get commissioned. Like literally, it's something that the people want to see. It makes total sense. And Bemi, this, there's a similar story for you. Like you know, you that you said you've been in the industry for quite a while. You know, you've had role early roles in like Holby yeah. City. You was recently in Sets Education, and of course, you had your own comedy short, Brain and Gear, with the BBC. So, how does an actor like yourself, with great ideas, take it to the next level and actually get it on TV? Um. So basically, I think um. I always say that it's about being ready because I always wanted um, to tell my own stories and write my own things. I wanted to make my own films and, and I was, um, and, 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 and direct plays and, and write, as well as being an actor. I was always about story yeah. first. So however I get to tell stories is kind of really exciting to me. Um, and so when I was, when I got out of drama school, I set up an arts organization called Faith Drama Productions and I cut my teeth directing and telling stories there and working with up and coming actors and and as I began to sort of get better um the, the it wasn't like the television was waiting for me um I was just kind of going let me just get better at telling my stories and then when there is that moment that there is that opening that opportunity to be in a room um and actually the the way that sort of happened was I think I was at an awards um I wasn't at an event and I was talking to a commissioner at BBC and they were talking about um, their iPlayer shorts and things. And it was like, oh, be ready. And that idea yeah. of being ready and being ready for that moment. Oh, um, I would love to pitch you some of my ideas. So it's, and being 
having spent years of just going writing stories yeah. for me and, and whether or not anyone gets to see them and, and doing shorts that are horrible and no one will see them yeah. because they <laughs> suck and they look ugly, sound is bad, but just cutting my teeth and getting better. And then finally, when you get into a room with some of these guys at like the BBC and say, they, they look at you a bit shocked, like, oh, we thought you were an actor. Like, yeah, I am, but I also have a hundred scripts and a hundred ideas. So I'm like, start cultivating all those skills yeah. now and, and, and be ready because those opportunities will come. They will come. I think everyone has, I always think everyone has these opportunities that come around. It's how, or, and it might not feel like a big opportunity. It might be tiny. It might be a little thing that leads to another thing that leads to another thing. But like, if you're ready in that beginning you know, to, to, to sort of steer that opportunity, that moment, that um, then I think other things happen. So for me, it's just always been, it's just always been about that this, these things were going to come to me, but I just being that. ready for them, you know. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, okay, yeah. so let's go back to all of you now. Um, what were the kind of key, was there an, an opportunity or a moment that you felt literally kick-started your career and you actually had to sit back and be like, yo, I'm a real actor. <laughs> like, did any of you have that light bulb moment? <laughs> Ladies first. Mm, I don't. I feel like. Oh. <laughs> it was like um, I got so I was at drama school and I went for an audition. It was my third year of drama school and I went for an audition and I I got it and I got to leave drama school like a term earlier than everyone else because I oh, wow. got to do this play and you know it was a small play but I just remember going. Especially when you're in three years of drama school and it's a bubble and it's hard work and it's all competition and it feels a bit, you know, sometimes. So you kind of feel like you're never going to be a professional. So just leaving um, and being in this play with people who worked in my year, I was like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an actor. And then, <laughs> and then you get your £20 <laughs> or whatever nonsense <laughs> money it was back then. Um, and you're like, oh my God, it's a pay slip. So I think it was like, just knowing that I got my first professional job was like, I'm an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danielle? I don't know. I don't think I, I believe in, like, big breaks. I feel like I've had loads of little breaks and it's been, like, okay. a long time that I've been doing this and I feel like still, I'm even still at the beginning, I feel now. And it's just, like, I'm, I'm, I love the idea of longevity in this industry. And so my thing yes. is just like creating a sustainable business model and just being consistent with it. I feel like little like bits here and there have really um, helped to push my career further than big, big things, you know, like that. Because also when you work with one production yeah, definitely, company, like definitely. they'll call you back again for something else, like if they mess with you. And then I feel like that's how I've got a lot of the jobs is like, re- like coming back, popping back up, you know, like that. Yeah, I love yeah. that you said it's a business model as well because I think a lot of actors or people that want to be actors don't actually see it as a business and yeah. that's a very important thing to remember. I like that. And Tom, what was your, hmm, I'm an actor, I made it moment? Um, I, I don't think it was that I made it moment, but it was like, okay, I'm, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm a, maybe I'm an actor now. <laughs> what um, was that? So when I got, I got my first play at um, the Finsbury Park Theatre, uh, My local wins. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and 
I think because I, I had I had no idea about um, reviews. Okay. So, uh, like when the, the when there was a press night and blah blah blah, and um, the next day it came out, the producer plastered them all over the the theater, and the lead came in and he was ripping them off. <gasps> And what? I came in, I was like, what's going on? What's the problem? And he's like, oh, I hate these bloody reviews. They don't like, trust me, I know you're new in this industry, but don't don't get bogged up on reviews, like, because they can, they like, protect your protect your mind, innit? So yeah. Ripping them, ripping them off. And I just thought, oh, okay, well, I don't mind. I still want to read them. I'm not, I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> yeah. And it actually said, the main review was, Tom Mucci steals the show. Wow! And he was the lead, and it it, it kind of opened me up. It opened me up to just to how people move, like how other actors yep. are, what these type, what people say about you or don't say about you, how it can affect you. And it's like, oh wow, I feel like I've been thrusted into what this one sphere of this industry. And, yeah, um, yeah, that was like, okay, I'm, I guess I am an actor now. You're doing your thing. You got your five stars, baby. Doing your thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. Well, to wrap it up, before we we get all the juice about Famalam, um, if you could give so collectively, if you could give advice about how to make it in the mainstream as an actor, what would it be? So I usually ask for five top tips, but as as there's three of you, I'll get a top tip from each of you, please. <laughs> Maybe just don't try and make it in the mainstream. Like, there's bare things you can do to get your face out there. Short films, plays, all this kind of stuff. There's bare heads that are, like, theatre famous. They're not, like, mainstream. Like, you won't know them. Like, mm. the man them in the ends don't know them. But in the theatre, they're mainstream. And so think about what mainstream actually means to you. And, like, let's try and get in every anywhere you yes. can, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Tom? As an actor, um, yes, I really do feel like you have to watch movies. <laughs> That's good advice. I, I, it sounds very, very, very like cliche, but um, there's a lot of like classics that I had to go back and watch. Not on the tip of like, oh, some people are like this is a must watch. How can you have not watch this? You're an actor, but like just purely to see how your your peers do it. It's, just to see, even just to see story, like, yeah, like I feel like we all have to watch movies. That's very good advice. Thank you. And Bemi? Um, for me, I would just say, I think for people who want to act, we can get so bogged down in industry and da, 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 and business and all that kind of stuff. And I think that stuff is important, but your craft and how you do what you do, I think is a really, and whether that's through training, whether that's through whatever, but sometimes it's like before a lot of questions that the young actors sort of ask me is like how do I get an agent and I'm like forget the agent for now like work on being good and I actually think one of the one key way people can be good is to live like don't just be all about this acting craft like be about life like go on like go on holidays go like spend time with friends and 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 engage in real life and read books that got nothing to do with acting and and you just experience life because all those things make you a, a an engaged person and when you engage with humanity you can draw from humanity back into your acting 
you know? So, yeah. I love that. Craft. <laughs> get it, guys. Get it. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. You guys have been so, so open and honest and just like, it's really good to see how far you've all come. So, let's plug the show we all love, Famalam. What can we expect? Um, we don't want any spoilers. No spoilers, please. But, what kind of vibe, what kind of energy can we expect? Like, do we have a, who's the official spokesperson? Tom. Bemi. The official spokesperson. <laughs> Is it Bemi? What? Bemi, Bemi. Why would you make me the spokesperson? <laughs> I can barely hear anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, Moochie. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's go to Tom then. Ah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would just say, I, I can't speak, because I, I haven't actually seen, um, a lot of the show you okay. just see little bits when you go back into the studio and things but um but for me the vibe on set this series was crazy i loved it i loved um like i think danielle coming into this third series was just she's such so, a beautiful so kind good. of crazy energy um and i just felt like it was just a really uplifting energy and i loved it and i felt really I don't know. I'm. I felt emotional at the end of the um of the shoot when I was like, oh my gosh! And I, yeah, I I loved it. So I don't know in terms of. So I think if we if we love being on set and was laughing and just loving that, I I I know the audience are gonna love. Danielle, <laughs> I love so that. good. If I was to say Aww. anything, yeah, she's one of those people that like after. After you've seen them work, you, you just kind of go back to the drawing board. Oh, really? Honestly, like, I, I saw yes. like a masterclass for me. Anyway. I'm blushing. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. And Danielle, how for you, Listen, why do you want everyone's everyone in their yard right now, isn't it? Like, what else is there to do? <laughs> 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 I can't hear you, but everyone's laughing. <laughs> I think that um, it's just important for <laughs> communities that are not represented um, naturalistically on television. Like this is this is an opportunity for us as Black people to just be wacky and crazy and like be in so many different scenarios. And I find that a lot of the time in things like the gaze is concentrated on your blackness as a character or yeah and the person is black is the main thing about it this like we just got to play in so many different worlds that are familiar to our community and our culture and just take the mick out of it and so I feel like that energy of of fun and jest is something that we really need to just uplift the collective right now I love that that is the perfect that's that's exactly how I feel watching it as a fan like you get to see you're not focused on the fact that it's black people, even though it is, and you're happy to see black people. Because I used to get that same feeling mm-hmm. when I used to watch The Real McCoy back in the day. And it's like, oh my gosh, black people on TV, they're hilarious. But now you're actually listening to the stories and just enjoying the stories. So thank you guys for bringing us a brand new season of Family Lamb. Everyone, go watch it. And how can everyone follow you guys? My name is Tom Mucci. M O U C C H I. God bless you. Um, at Danielle, Danielle. On and I just want to say quickly, Ramel, like, pick up yourself because you've been doing this for a hot minute, and you know, and it's just beautiful to continue to watch your evolution, um, man. And we're just gonna support you in everything you do, and may it long continue, more and more. Thank uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I love that. And Bemi, you're hard to find, you know, Bemi. <laughs> Listen, don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um... I guess we'll see you on TV then. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I'm, I'm old, man. I'm on Facebook, innit? Uh, I kind of do Twitter, but I'm always guilty when everyone follows me on Twitter. I'm like, I have nothing to say. Um, but yeah, I'm there on Twitter in the Twitter sphere. So if you want to follow me, once every six months, I put out a tweet. I love so. it. Well, the next tweet is Watch Famalam now, out now. Amen. <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Tom, Danielle, Bemi. It's been amazing having you on the Mainstream Woo-hoo. Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Mainstream Podcast with me, Romel London. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple and Spotify and follow us at the Mainstream UK and at Romel underscore London.